Hello, and welcome to this episode of Alderney, the Devil's Rock, a podcast in which we explore the folklore of the tiny, spectred Isle of Alderney in the English Channel, told through the medium of ghost stories and essays on weird history and a bit of our own experiential research. The tales are taken from the hyperbolic investigations of Dr Lazarus Ravenscroft and myself, Ulysses Black, two natives of Alderney and two lifelong cryptotheologists, as we've come to call ourselves. Two words of warning before we start. First, some listeners might find the tales herein uncomfortably horrifying and others laughably tame. And second, though not loaded with adult content, there is the occasional expletive, particularly from our more raucous sources, and the even more occasional reference to sexual matters. Information on the book and other episodes can be found at either www.ulyssesblack.com or our Patreon for this project at patreon.com forward slash ulyssesblack, all one word. Okay. That's enough of that. Let's dive into this week's encounter with The Devil's Rock. Today's tale is pretty much just a straight-up ghost story. I have written up and provided a slight narrative framework to uh, an interview that we conducted with one of our friends. Um, We have changed the names of the people in the story to protect their identity. Well, actually, the, the individual called Alice, that is actually her name. And the chap called Nelson, his actual name is David, but for reasons of anonymity, I've changed it to Nelson. The phenomenon described in the following story has actually been described to us by more than one person. I can think of two other barmaids of the establishment in question who have both seen much the same phenomenon, which is particularly interesting. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this one. The Thing in the Offie. The Thing in the Offie. We had arranged to meet in the Divers, the oldest pub down on the strip at Bray. Our contact, Nelson, worked down at the harbour, and we agreed that an afternoon out on the sun terrace overlooking Bray Bay and the behemoth of Fort Albert would be convivial enough for what he had to tell us. It is at times like these, when you've already arrived where you need to be, chilled refreshments on hand and one of the island's most delightful views, that one finds oneself leaning back in the chair with an air of contentment. Breathe it in, Captain, my colleague Lazarus said as he folded his hands behind his head, similarly leaning back on his chair. The view afforded from his position elevated just above the olive-green dune grasses is one of a deep turquoise opulence 
as the broad waters of the bay twinkle in the summer's sun. With the sun having recently passed the yardarm, the terrace itself sat in the welcome shade, though the heat that came up off the baked sand kept the air about us filled with a pleasant warmth. By the time Nelson had arrived, the cooling effects of our drinks and the shade had tempered the fearsome sunlight. All right, he said as he stepped down from the diver's back door, pausing to stand and look out towards Fort Albert. He was apparently content to simply nod at the view before he pulled up a chair and joined us. Busy? asked Ravenscroft. Nelson blew out a breath, made an exaggerated stretch and a stifled yawn. Yeah, yeah, you could say. Boats in, some pallets of stuff for uptown, not much really. I think we both nodded silently as the three of us stared out at the view. You hear about customs raiding that French boat last night, said Nelson, greasing the island's gossip grapevine. Not much. Drugs or something, I added. Yeah, dumb bastards. Been tailed from Cherbourg, they reckon. Anyway, load more customs turned up from Guernsey this morning. Came Nelson before the conversation stalled and the silence fell over us. A thought must have flashed over my face, for I caught Ravenscroft's eye. In silence, he tipped a nodded glance over at Nelson, urging me onwards. So, um, Alice said you had quite the story for us, I began. Nelson's brow raised and he puffed his cheeks before letting out a long, slow exhalation, and nodded, as if reluctant to acknowledge the matter we had all specifically gathered for. Well, yeah, okay. So it was, he started. Before we get into it, do you mind if we record the conversation? No one else will hear it, but it will help for writing it up, I asked as Lazarus turned on the voice recorder on his phone. Nelson nodded in silence. It is amazing how many times you ask someone if you can record what they're saying, and they confirm it in silence. Anyway. Please, go ahead, the doctor said, continuing. And... If you can be as specific as possible, that'd be great. Well, there's not much to tell, truth be told. Back then, ten years ago or so, when I was working up the quarry, he said, as we both nodded in recognition of this fact. I've been doing a line clean. Sorry to interrupt. This was after work one night? I asked. What? No, this was Sunday morning. It was a quiet one the night before and had asked me to come in a bit early and do some restocking. Anyway, so I was just pulling pints and pouring them down the sink. Nelson paused at the look on Ravenscroft's face. Yeah, criminal, eh? Anyway, you wouldn't want to drink what comes out. We all shared a moment looking at the half-finished glasses before us. So anyway, I was just emptying these glasses when I heard a bell go in the offy door. Some twats come in early. The door was supposed to be locked, but maybe it got left unlocked earlier this morning. I glanced up at the CCTV to see who had gone in. Nothing. No one in there. So I put down the glasses and go next door into the offy, reckoning it's likely the post or something. Then I go in and the place is empty. No post on the floor. I was just thinking that maybe... Or... Had maybe come down from the back and popped out or something. That's fair enough, I chipped in. Yeah, but, like, when I got to the door and gave it a try, 
It was locked, said Nelson. The mystery of the locked door. Case closed. Do you want another drink, Nelson? said the good doctor, rising to go to the bar. <laughs> what? Yeah, thanks. Aspels, cheers. So, should I wait for you to get back? Nelson inquired, looking back and forth between us. Oh, there's more, said Ravenscroft. Nelson looked straight down at the table and reached out for his cigarettes, flicking open the box with the tip of a finger. While Lazarus was away from the table, I turned to make some lighter chat with Nelson. I'll admit, though we know each other well, our paths have not crossed recently. You talk to many about ghosts and the like, he said, taking a drag on his Rothmans. More and more, really. Since the first book came out, people keep telling us their sightings, I said with a shrug. Well, like the headless horseman or that dog down the water lane, he said. We get that a bit, but mostly it's strange things happening in people's houses. Sometimes it feels like it's every house on the island. And then other times we're aware that the worst of what we hear is always around the same small areas. I said, putting it into words for the first time. Like the quarry, you get stories of there. Nelson was just asking when Dr Lazarus arrived and placed three brimming glasses down on the slatted table. Cheers, was the mutual reply as we all hefted glasses and a nod to one another. So... You were saying the door was locked? I prompted, watching as Nelson stubbed out the remains of his smoke and took a deep draught from his glass. Seeing Nelson apparently enjoying his cigarettes so much had stirred within me a, a craving for those Brannigan's mustard crisps, the ones that make your nose tingle, and I was keen to get the story back on track so as not to think about the hungering abyss growing in my belly. Yeah, so... I turned to go over to the counter and have a look, when behind me the little bell, you know, the little one that hangs right by the door frame, it went off again. I turned round, fully expecting to see come back in with a paper from Richards or something. Well, who was it? I asked. Well, no one. The door was still closed and it was locked. That's when the chill went down my back. You know, like when someone is hiding in the same room as you, but I spun around and the place was empty. I mean, you know what it's like in there. We did. For we had frequented that very same business since children, when for a long time it would be the only place open on a Wednesday afternoon, and the only place to go to get sugary drinks, crisps, chocolate, and the previous owners were happy to sell cigarettes to miners. In the decades since, though the actual layout of the off-licence had changed slightly, it had still never been anything other than a single stone-walled room, with one front door and a second doorway into the adjacent pub. I was just about to go back into the pub when the bell went again. I shot around, and still the doors closed. Nothing. But I could see the bell slowly moving where it had just rung. I admit, I was a bit freaked out and was telling myself it was likely a breeze coming in round the doorframe. But I ain't never heard it do that before. What was the vibe like in the pub when you got back in there? Asked the doctor. Uh, it was fine, I guess. Nothing weird. But my concentration was entirely on the door to the offie in the CCTV. He paused for breath and a deep swig of his cider. Myself and Lazarus sat in thoughtful silence, giving him the space to continue his tale. I was just filling some jugs with the cleaner when I swear I saw something move out of the corner of my eye on the CCTV screen, said Nelson, our attention 
fixed upon him like vultures. I thought I saw someone on the screen, just walking out of shot. Which way? Ravenscroft interjected with rapid, almost urgency. Oh, like someone stepping from the middle of the screen, over the counter edge, like. Nelson confirmed with a nod. Oh, spooky, I said. Well, that ain't the worst of it. I stood and watched the screen for a few minutes. There was literally nothing there, just the empty offie. But it was just as I looked away, I thought I saw it again, this time going the other way. You mean it? The shadow thing crossed the screen from right to left? I asked. Nelson nodded. What exactly did you see? Ravenscroft pressed. I could see the look of determination in Lazarus' eyes, the thrill of the chase combined with the dread of suspicions confirmed. Well, the screen isn't great, but it's certainly bright enough in there that I could see the shape. It was like a person, kinda, as tall as a man, but it was so quick. I stepped over to the adjoining doorway and stuck my head in the offie, thinking I must have someone already in there. This time a note of exasperation had crept into Nelson's voice. Nothing there, I said. Nothing. Silence. Nothing moved, said Nelson. I had just been about to remark on how common it is to hear such things, but Nelson had not finished speaking. That's when I saw it. I stepped back into the pub and glanced up at the TV screen. And there was a figure. A man, all black shadow, and looking right at me. Now, I, I know you won't believe this, but it... Go on, said Ravenscroft. It, it didn't have a face. It was just black, Nelson said, almost pushing himself away from the now uttered words. Well, like a hood or something hiding its face, I asked. No. Like it looked up at the camera, right up at the screen, like it was looking straight at me. And it was smiling. Nelson was struggling with his words and rubbing goosebumps from his arms. I thought you said it didn't have a face, Lazarus asked, looking up from his notebook, his hand hovering over the scrawled white page. I know, I know, it doesn't make any sense. It, it was just blackness on the fuzzy screen, but it looked like it moved up closer to the camera and, uh, I don't know, it didn't have a face. But I still thought it was smiling like, like nasty, at me. I stared at him. The image he was describing formed very clearly in my mind. Ugh, Nelson continued. Well, you know where that camera is, right? Not far from the way into the offie. And then something snapped within me. I felt this anger like someone was pulling my leg and my blood boiled i rushed straight in i think i even had a hammer in my hand <laughs> this last with a laugh of course with what nelson would allegedly do several years after this interview that laughter now seems scarily prescient but none of us were to know that yet and as we sat out on that summer afternoon we all welcomed the momentary levity breaking the tension of the story. Let me guess. It was empty, though, right? I said, wanting to keep us focused. Nelson merely nodded. Not a bad choice, though, mused Ravenscroft. The hammer. 
Ghosts don't like metal things being swung at them. Mind you, the living don't like it either. That's when I got shit right up. I was stood in the offie, waving this hammer around at nothing. Then I said something like, come out, you bastard, kind of thing. The swearing comes before the praying. Ravenscroft mused sagely. Nelson did not seem to have heard. The look on his face in his eyes placed him right back in the off-licence. That's when. And now Nelson visibly shivered. Not in the mock manner of his arms stretching earlier, but a real chill in the middle of a hot summer's day shiver. That's when somebody said my name, like proper, in the room next to me, shat me right up. What did the voice sound like? An old man? A whisper? Ravenscroft pushed for details. Can you describe how it sounded? It was definitely a voice, in the room, not in my head, just like an adult voice, just said Nelson, matter of fact like, but it shat me right up. Anything else? asked the good doctor. Nope. I hopped it out of there and went and got and I said I needed a hand to get the line cleaned done and made up something about having to leave earlier than expected, spent the next hour or so looking over my shoulder, seemed oblivious. You know how they like to chat. Well, they kept asking me about this and that, and I reckon I must have just mumbled, but I don't know what we were talking about. And did anything else happen? I asked. Nope, but I ain't worked there since, he said, holding his hands up like he had nothing further to confess. Did you ever tell anyone else about your... encounter? Lazarus asked, leaning, his voice lowering ever so slightly. Behind us on the table against the wall, locals were beginning to arrive, and though largely ignoring us, it was only a matter of time before our table and theirs would merge. Nelson had seemingly told us what he wanted to of his story. No. Nope. Well, I told Alice. She might have said something. She told you. She tell you her experience, did she? He said. Ravenscroft looked up and held his gaze. Alice saw something in the Corrie too? I reckon. She came home one night and... Well, you know they say white as a sheet. He didn't wait for a response before playing on. We ain't got no sheets as white as her face. I knew something was up, because she was all quiet. Usually she'll bang on for an hour about how busy it was, whether <laughs> knocked over drinks or whatever the gossip is, you know, after work moaning, he said, making gestures, looking for confirmation. We both nodded our agreements and shared sympathy for being on the receiving ends of such inane yet important invective. But this time she was just quiet. Didn't want to look me in the eye. For a second I thought something was really up. Reckon she saw my blood boil because she starts trying to say, It's nothing like that and so on, you know. Nelson paused and took a moment to catch us each by the eye before he steeled himself to continue. She just told me she was there and there had been a man in the pub after closing. I must have made some noise or something because she tried calming me down again. Who was the man? What did she see? Ravenscroft asked, the tick of impatience manifesting as an irritated finger tapping the side of his empty glass. She said she'd been wiping down the bar and washing the trays when she realised that someone else had been in the pub the whole time. She just hadn't really thought about it, or felt it was odd, even though she had actually locked up for the night. Then, like, the penny dropped, and she said it just popped into her mind, that it was odd-like. I interjected. 
We have heard this sort of thing before. It is not uncommon for people to realise that they have been in the company of spirits for some time before actually acknowledging it. And when she looked up, there was nothing there, I said. No, she said he was there, sat at the bar, like inches away from where she stood, scared her to death, jumped out of her skin. Reckon they must have heard her scream from the buttes. Nelson's eyebrows were almost as high as his hairline. And when she looked back, there was no one there? I said, again trying to establish the pattern. No, 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 it was still there. Scared the shit out of her, he said, gathering a bit of momentum with his tail. Was it a Nazi? asked Lazarus, his finger tapping spasmodically, belying the whirring gears of his encyclopedic mind. He was clearly processing probabilities and eliminating the more obvious candidates. I could follow his reasoning, given the nature of the premises and its former salacious trade. I reckon. At least she never said, but really creepy, she said. Like, with a leering smile, like, what's the word, like a lech. You mean like... Ravenscroft suggested. <laughs> no, not that bad, Nelson chortled before he reined it in and let the sombre tone resettle. I did ask her to describe it after what happened to me, and I had not told no one by this point, but, like, I just wanted to know. What's his face like, I asked. That's just it, she said. It didn't have no face. And that's when I knew she'd seen the same thing as me. What did you say to her? I pressed, eager for more details. Oh, I think the words were likely fuck off, or something to that effect. That's when I told her about what I seen there too, he continued. Is there anything else? The good doctor asked, and I could tell he was pressing for something specific. Like what? came Nelson's shrugged reply. You're Alice. Did she tell you anything else? Lazarus pressed further. This time it was Nelson's turn to look confused and justifiably suspicious. Did she tell you, did she? He said calmly. I don't know, Nelson. What do you think she might have told me? said the doctor now, fully immersed in a battle of wits he knew he had already won. But she reckons she saw it again? He was nervous now. She did see it again, the doctor said without quaver. She said she saw something like it beyond Blanchard's, you know, down on the tracks. It was not something like it. She saw it and recognised it because... The doctor now steepled his fingers. It followed her there. Nelson stood up in an instant, his face flushing red with confused rage. And... It was not on the tracks, but over the road from Blanchard's. In the woods. Uh, oh, I don't understand what you're saying. The hulking man was visibly upset by the direction in which this pleasant afternoon had turned. Alice is, I believe, trying to correct a mistake she made a very long time ago. A mistake that haunts her. A mistake... That will come to haunt you too, eventually. What? was the only word our friend could wring from his tormented mouth. Of course, it might already be too late for her, but you, Nelson, don't ever go into those woods, and if Alice ever says she wants you both to go there, you must let her go. Just promise me you'll not go with her. She is not 
who you think. Nelson sat down with a thud in the chrome chair, his pinkening eyes rimmed with tears. Come, come, Captain, drink up, said Ravenscroft. It's almost happy hour up the camp. That was a reading from Alderney, The Devil's Rock, by myself and my esteemed colleague, Dr Lazarus Ravenscroft. If you like what you heard and you want to support this a bit further, then please head over to Patreon, where you can sign up to my Patreon account. Uh, that is www.patreon.com slash Black, all one word where you'll find a specific tier entitled Denizens of the Devil's Rock. And it would be great to hear your comments and feedback. Either way, I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks ever so much for listening. <laughs>